Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. This week we're going to dive into a rich psalm that you could mine for days. But we're going to spend a little bit of time mining a few of the nuggets. Let's get started. Well, hello again, friends, and so glad you chose to join us once again. Sunday, we had no podcast. It was an off week for us in our adult Bible study classes at church. This week, we are back on with a brand new study in the book of Hebrews. I get a busy weekend. I'm going to be teaching a new study that I've never taught in Hebrews. We'll put it right here on the podcast. And then I am speaking Sunday night, a brand new sermon to kind of help kick off, although my brother kind of kicked it off last week with a Vision Sunday, but to kick off a series that we're going to be doing on Sunday nights. And uh, so that won't be on the podcast, but I will give you a link to it in the newsletter at Brad, no, pulpit-pew.com. You can sign up for that. I'll try to remember to put a link next week if you're not here. But uh, today I want to dive into Psalm 19. And my thinking is this, the, this the, the theme of my heart this year has been nine, mining, I can't even talk right now, been mining for nuggets, biblical nuggets of wisdom. And in, in week one, we looked at Proverbs 2, and I said that was really the key verse, the verse that I think about when I think about searching the scriptures for treasure. Then in week two, we looked over in Colossians, another verse that's been on my mind in Colossians 2, when it talks about that the, the treasures of wisdom are hid in Christ. We talked about in Christ is where we gain this wisdom. Today, I want to go to a third scripture I think about when I think about this. I don't know how long this is going to play out, but I think about these different scriptures. And then my dad actually spoke on this psalm recently, but this is a psalm that I think about when I think about mining the scriptures. I was listening to a guy who mines for gold, but he also mines for mammoth bones up in Alaska. He's got this huge property, and he's found thousands of bones from mammoths and things like that. And he was talking about the area that he was mining and how he scopes out the area. I mean, he owns all this, I mean, thousands of acres, but but how he kind of watches the, the, the contour of the landscape and determines where he thinks the bones would be. And, and so then he, now he's not a Christian man, so he's probably got an evolutionary type of thinking. He does say, very interesting, I'm not, I haven't really parse this out too much to think through, but he said it found all kinds of bones in this one area way up there in Alaska. Like, I mean, thousands of bones in this one little area. He said, it's almost like this world big catastrophe happened in all of the animals. Like these mammoths went to this one spot. Now he wouldn't say it, but I got to thinking, well, it sounds like a flood to me. That's what it sounded like to me. Water rising, they all run to one spot. I mean, or the water, when it started to recede, took all the bones to one spot. I don't know. But um, I don't know if his theory is even correct, but a, a, mass, a big catastrophe is what he was saying, and I could, I could see that when you're talking about a flood. But anyways, what he was talking about is that he scopes out the area that he's going to be mining for these bones or these gold nuggets. And I was thinking about... We are mining the scriptures. So let's talk today about the area in which we are mining. Let's talk a little bit about the Bible. You say, well, on this podcast, you talk about the Bible all the time. True. But there's a passage in Psalm 19 
that is just rich with truth about the Bible. And so I'm going to try to go through this. I'm doing it fast in about 10 minutes, which really doesn't do this passage justice, but I'm wetting your appetite, allowing you to go and become a nuggetologist in and of yourself and your, on your own time. But let's take a look in Psalm 19. He, he begins to talk in verse 7 about the Word of God, and he gives some just great doctrine in this message from God about his Word and the character of God's Word. And he gives seven ways here. But look at what he says, the law of the Lord, the law, he's going to use the word law, he's going to use the word testimony, he's going to use the word statutes, it's a lot like Psalm 119, when every verse talks about the word of God, so you got Psalm 19 and Psalm 119, and he uses thy testimonies, thy scriptures, thy statutes, thy law, so here is the same thing, and he says, thy law, or the law of the Lord, is perfect, converting the soul. So he stops after talking about praising God a little bit at the beginning of this chapter. He begins getting into the word of God and he says the, the law of the Lord is perfect. When he, mean, when he says the word perfect, it means it gives us everything we need that pertains to life and that pertains to godliness. It doesn't give us everything. I mean, it doesn't give us recipes for cookies. It doesn't, it doesn't give us everything, but everything it does give us is perfect. And so there's not going to be wrong when it comes to science. And I've heard recently, I think maybe my dad was talking about it or someone else. But in the things that the Bible does reference towards science, it's always accurate, even when scientists have to catch up to it. So the Bible is perfect, but then it says converting the soul. It always describes it, and then it gives an action of what the Bible does. So it's perfect, but then it converts the soul. This idea of convert... We use it when it comes to salvation, people being saved, and that's true. The Bible brings people to a knowledge of their sin and the knowledge of salvation, but it also revives. It's This idea, this word also has the idea of reviving. The Word of God revives us. You know, I heard from some of you last year that were reading through the Bible, and you were talking basically about a revival happening in your heart. You were saying, I'm reading through the Bible, and it's reviving me just reading through the Scriptures. Because the Bible is not a regular book you put on your shelf. It's God's word. It's quick. It's powerful. It's alive. It changes lives. It converts the soul. I got to keep moving. But it says the testimony of the Lord, talking about the Bible, is sure making wise the simple. So the word of God is sure. It means it's reliable. It is certain. It's it's something we can trust in. And then it says, and I love this phrase, I think about this often, it makes wise the simple. The simple are those that they they believe about everything, they're very gullible, but the Bible, when we study it, it brings a sense of wisdom about us. It allows you to see life from God's perspective and allows you to make good, wise decisions that are going to be profitable to your life, bring glory to God, and protect you in just practical things. And so it says the Bible that you and I are going to be mining some nuggets out this year. Why are we focusing on it? Why emphasize the Bible? Why do you push it so much? Well, it makes wise the simple. And a lot of times we can be simple. He goes on to say the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. And so what is contained, the commandments in the Bible, they're right. They're morally right. They're practically right. They're universally right. What God says is right. Why do you think so many people... They don't want to give credit to the Bible, but they'll adopt some of the, the rules of the Bible, like do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, the golden rule. Well, they adopt it from the Bible. The Bible is right in how 
and it when when we do right, when we apply the Bible, it says it rejoices the heart. It brings joy to your life because the Bible that we are studying is right. He goes on to say in Psalm 19, I know maybe you're driving and I'm going fast through a lot of things. Go back sometime and study Psalm 19. But this, what I'm doing, I'm just showing you the groundwork. Here's the area that you and I are mining this this year. The place that we're mining is perfect. And it's going to convert, it's going to revive you. The place you're spending time, it's you can be confident in it. And it's going to bring wisdom to your life. The place that I'm asking you to be a nuggetologist in, it, it is right. And it's going to rejoice your heart. It says the commandment of the Lord is pure enlightening the eyes it means it is holy god's word is holy it is pure and god god's communicated it in a way unlike any other and it enlightens the eyes it's going to bring cheer it's going to bring comfort to those eyes that are discouraged it's going to bring knowledge what we've talked about it's going to bring confidence the bible changes all of that that's why we got to be in the bible it enlightens the eyes and then it says in verse 9 the fear of the lord is clean enduring forever the judgments of the lord are true and righteous all together true and righteous there's nothing false in the bible there's nothing unrighteous in the bible they're true and righteous all together he says more to be desired are they than gold yea than much fine gold sweeter also than honey than honeycomb there's our verse more to be desired are they than gold i said in week one if i were to put a million dollars in your house and hide it and show up and say hey there's a million dollars in here you would search upside down to find it but he, he says now that the word of God is so beneficial to your life and your relationship with God that it ought to be more desired than that of gold and sweeter than honey. It says, moreover, by them is thy servant warned. So the Bible warns us, it protects us. Why, why spend so much time emphasizing getting into the Bible this year? Hey, because it's going to protect us from a lot of foolish decisions. This last week, I wrote in the newsletter, the Nuggetology newsletter, about a verse in, in Ephesians that talks about he's, when, when Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus, it says, don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The word unwise there meant stupid or foolish. And he said, don't be foolish. The days are evil. We've got to be wise. And so this the, when we get into the Bible, why emphasize this becoming nuggetologists? Why be we'll talk about digging biblical nuggets of wisdom? Well, we need to be warned. We've got a lot of traps out there today, a lot of dangerous situations. We need the word of God sitting and reigning in our heart to protect us. He says, and in the keeping of them, there is great reward. You know, there's just some blessings that come with obeying God's word. When you just live according to God's word, there's a lot of just peripheral blessings that just come because you're just obeying. Like I said, you're worn you're going to be rejoicing. You're going to be comforted. There's a lot of those blessings that come. He's already been talking about in these verses that we've been going through pretty fast. But there is reward to being someone who's a student in of the Bible. Not student in the sense so that you can win some competition. I mean, you just get into the scriptures because of Jesus Christ. Because you're getting to know God. You're spending time with God. You're in love with God. That's the Bible. So this year, we've emphasized that we are on a study. We are on a hunt. We are mining biblical nuggets of wisdom. Where are we going to get that from? Well, from the Bible. Well, what is the Bible? 
Well, the Bible's perfect. It's sure. It's right. It's pure. It's true. It warns. It guards. Yeah, what, what, what good does it come if it's perfect? Sure, what's that matter to me? Well, it's going to bring revival to your heart. It's going to bring wisdom to your heart. It's going to bring rejoicing to your heart. It's going to enlighten. It's going to lift. It's going to comfort you when you're discouraged. It's clean. I didn't talk about that one, it's, but it's forever. It's eternal. You're going to have it there. It, it, it's going to warn you, and it's going to bring reward. That's the field that we are mining. The Bible is an amazing book. It's been preserved for us by God to spend some time with him. I hope in this new year that you're spending some time with God in his word. Thanks for listening this week. Looking forward to being back on Sunday with a brand new study. And matter of fact, it kind of ties with this because we just said God speaks through his word, but he also spoke in the last days, it says, through his son. That's where Hebrews 1 starts. We're going to dive into that next week. So thank you for being a friend of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Wherever you're listening, go hit that subscribe button. Make sure you go to pulpit-pew.com and subscribe to get the email newsletter every Monday. Trying to make those things, distill them down just to some basic nuggets that you can read real quick on a Monday and get energized for your week. And the verse that I've got for this next week I love. It's a great verse, and and that's going to come out on Monday morning. So have a great week. We'll see you back on Sunday. Thank you again for being a friend of the podcast.